Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I stand amazed at what God has joined together. Cause with the good times, there were a few bad days. But we held on to the promise, the promises we made on the first day. I still choose you to have hope until we're all the same. And welcome to the Covenant Love Public Chat. My name is Christina Scott. And my name is Leonard Scott. And we are broadcasting to you live tonight from Atlanta, Georgia. The couple chat is brought to you by the Sacred Covenant Group, where our mission is to assist married couples in fulfilling God's plan for strong and committed marriage. Before we get on our way tonight, let's have a word of prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for this opportunity, God, to speak, Lord, regarding marriage to your people. And to those Lord, who desire to learn more and to take their marriages higher in 2015. So we thank you, God, that you have laid out your instruction in the word of God for us to follow and to be obedient to God. And we pray, Lord, that that the word of God will go forth tonight and power, Lord, according to your will, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, and praise you. Amen. Amen. Well, Happy New Year to everyone out there. And welcome to our first show of 2015. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We thank God for seeing us through 2014 and all the things that happened in 2014. Sometimes life is not always easy, but we thank God to bring us through it. This means that God, if you are still here, has a purpose for your life. And we encourage you to seek God concerning your life and the direction that he has you going. Uh, As we mentioned in our last show last year, we had more in store for you this year, especially regarding our marriages, if we want to experience all the benefits that God has intended for us to have. We believe the word of God when it says in Proverbs 18.22 that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So despite all of the turmoil and disappointment that may have occurred within your marriage in 2014, we declare that the new day is here. We know without a doubt that God's way is still and will always be the best way. He created marriage, so it behooves us to follow the instructions that he has laid out in his word. 
in order for us to be successful. Amen, amen. Welcome to the new day. You know, and speaking of the new day, which is, of course, the title of our show tonight, uh, God has provided us an example from a truly unknown source to provide some direction as to how uh, we ought to conduct ourselves within our marriages uh, here in 2015 and well beyond. Uh, if you've chimed into our past shows, either live or listened to our archives, you know, similar to how Jesus used parables in the New Testament to preach his message, that Christina and I are not shy about using some useful analogies to, to help clarify and emphasize what we are trying to relay uh, in our, in our uh, messages. And uh, with that said, tonight we're going to focus on one of the most ferocious, one of the most fearless, and one of the most <laughs> cunning animals in the entire planet. And that, <laughs> and that, that, <laughs> that animal is the almighty mongoose. What? Yes, the mongoose. <laughs> yes, the same animal that was the focus of Ricky Tiki Tave from the book in the kids' movie called The Jungle Book. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. Ricky Tiki Tave? Oh yeah, I used to love that movie. That was the greatest movie. Mhm. As a kid, you love it. <laughs> For all those folks who are listening to us who might be probably I don't know, like thirty years old or younger, you might be thinking to yourselves, "Who in the world is Ricky Tiki Tave?" Mm. <laughs> that tells right. you we're getting old. We're getting old, aren't we? Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, my answer to those who might be thinking, who is Ricky Tiki Tave, uh, my, my suggestion to you is to, now you can even download these days, you can download the book or, or, or buy the book online called The Jungle Book, and we believe that it will be a blessing to you uh, and your marriages after hearing tonight's message. So with that being said, what can we learn from the almighty mongoose to help give us a perspective on how we should approach our marriages in 2015. All right, don't don't leave us now. We're going somewhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna follow the mongoose tonight. Let's follow exactly. the mongoose. Amen. Amen. All right, so hopefully you've got your uh, pens, papers, and uh, iPads, whatever you use to take notes, because um, we think this uh, message tonight would be a blessing to you. All right, so number one, mongooses. And I did verify it's not mong mongai or Mongoose or anything like this. It is mongooses. Oh wow! Really? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I did verify that. So, so mongooses are of various shapes and sizes, but they are all equipped with what they need to succeed. And when I say various shapes and sizes, that's what I mean. They are. There are over 33 species of mongooses, ranging from 24 to 58 centimeters in length. And that excludes the tail, and, and, and they range in weight from a puny 11 ounces to 11 pounds. So wow. kind of, you know, a small cat to, you know, a big cat. The mongooses are known for their ability to fight and kill venomous snakes, particularly cobras, because they are extremely agile, and they have a thick coat of fur, and they have specialized let me see if I can pronounce this right. 
acetylcholine, acetylcholine, for you doctors out there, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, acetylcholine receptors uh, within their bodies that render them resistant or immune to the effects of snake venom. Wow. Hmm. That's right. So, so they have something in their body that makes them, if they get infected with venom, that makes them not, it affects them, basically. It doesn't hurt them. Exactly. Wow. You know, and, and let me just kind of, to uh, chime in here, this this commentary. If, if you all have not seen a video of a mongoose fighting a cobra, I, I, I'm fascinated by that. You know, you might think I'm weird after tonight, but I am fascinated. I've been fascinated by that for a long time because I just never really understood when I first heard that it, it can happen in a mother's wins, how that can happen. And um, it will actually blow your mind if you've never seen it, and it will kind of piece together all that we're talking about tonight um, if you go on YouTube or uh, Vivo or whatever and watch the video of that. Uh, so, you know, despite, you know, where we came from, you know, we're talking about mongoose and how that applies to us, despite our makeup, our chromosomal makeup, you know, according to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we were created in God's likeness. And because of that, we have all that we need to be victorious in this life. John chapter 16 and verse 33 says that in this world, you will have trouble. It didn't make a distinction of if. It said you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Okay, remember, we're created in his likeness. We are overcomers as well. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. So he knew who we were, what we are going to go through, who we are going to marry. Uh, he knew all of that. And he has set us apart to be victorious. In Ephesians chapter 13, there's a numerous scriptures, but Ephesians chapter 13 says, put on the full armor of God. Commands us to do that so that the day, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And for those of you who are not familiar with the full armor of God, that would be the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Okay? So how does this all relate to our, our marriage, the fact that the mongoose is well-equipped to succeed despite his size? Uh, and, and God has given us everything we need to succeed in our marriages. And he has laid out the blueprint for success in his word. And he has made us in his image, as we've just already talked about. So with that being said, we have the ability to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit, which in Galatians, according to Galatians chapter 5, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, kindness. I have to repeat that one. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We have the ability to exhibit that, even though you might not think that in your marriages. So we must rid ourselves of this, this constant defeatist mentality, this defeatist attitude that we, we can't change or we can't be a certain way even in our marriages. That, you know, this mentality may have come about as a result of months or years of marital strife and unhappiness. And what we're saying tonight is we need to have a mind shift in 2015, in a new belief in this new day that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Amen. Amen. 
Christine. Amen, amen. All right. We're going to follow the mongooses. Another <laughs> point about the mongooses as it relates to our marriages. Mongooses are not easily intimidated and see large obstacles or seemingly impossible situations as opportunities. Okay? Opportunities. Opportunities. Not not problems, but opportunities. Yeah. Now, typically their diet consists of things like insects, crabs, earthworms, lizards, birds, uh, small rodents, things like that. But in contrast, they also see the snakes and cobras, as Leonard mentioned in particular, as prey that they can that can be conquered and not feared. Okay, did everybody hear that? They see cobras as prey that can be conquered and not feared. Wow. If we could have the same attitude, our lives would be radically different. When we, saw right. our, when we saw a problem and we said, oh, it's, we can conquer this thing and not run and fear or go and be scared and cry about it, our lives would be radically different, and we can do that through Christ. And what, and the reason that is so key is that, of course, you know, cobras are big <laughs> as it relates to a mongoose. As Leonard oh, said, yeah. the mongooses are 11 ounces to 11 pounds, where a cobra of course, can range in size from four feet long to 18 feet long. 18. 18, one-eighth. And wow. that would be like your king cobra, okay? So these, these dudes are huge, okay? So they can stand when they, when they go to stand up as tall as one-third of their body length, okay, and have neurotoxic venom in their bodies that everybody knows about that can kill a human within 30 minutes. It's untreated, okay? So we know that their bite can kill you if you don't get the treatment. So here you've got this little mongoose and this huge snake. It doesn't seem to compute, but again, mongoose says it can be conquered. So how do these facts apply to us? Well, one thing is that our lives will go in proportion to how greatly we believe something. If we believe we can do something, then we can do it. We're going to approach things and do things in life based on our very belief in that thing. So there's nothing wrong with thinking big. We should think big, but it requires the right mentality. So, and we know too that the larger sometimes the ob- the larger the obstacle, the bigger the blessing. So when when things come against us, or we go through various trials where it seems like big obstacles, a lot of times the Lord has a bigger blessing on the other side of it. If we right. could just go through it and not run from the obstacle, because there's a blessing in there somewhere. There's a couple of things in the Word of God that sort of bear this out. Um, when you look at the the New Testament in Matthew chapter nine, verse twenty-seven through twenty-nine, very popular scripture. This was the one dealing with the blind and the mute men, uh, there were two men that were following Jesus. And, you know, they, these, okay, they're blind and mute. So you have to think about that. For one, not sure how they were following him, being blind. Um, but they knew it was Jesus, and they were determined to get to Jesus so that they could get their healing. They believed that God could do it. The other um, story is in Deuteronomy. If you have your Bible, you can look at chapter 20. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 through 4, and this is when the Israelites were going to war against a particular enemy. can't remember which one, but the, the word of God says, when you go 
to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. When you are about to go into battle, the high priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic before them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight. For you against your enemies to give you victory. victory. Okay, so that's, mm-hmm. that's what the Mongols is doing. He's going out against an army, quote-unquote, bigger than him, seemingly more powerful than him, but he's not afraid. And that's what God tells us there. He says, do not be faint-hearted or afraid. So as it relates to our marriage, it's the same way. There's major obstacles and seemingly impossible odds uh, to succeed that will occur in your marriage. There are things that come against us that make us feel like, you know, it's going to be hard. But we have to get beyond what we see and remember who we serve. The word says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So despite the circumstances, we must operate knowing that the fight and sacrifice to succeed is worth the treasure at the end of the rainbow. So the new day means it's time to pick yourself up off of the canvas and fight for what you believe you can have. It is only when you start to believe big that we can start to move things out of the realm of the impossible into the realm of possible. Ooh, I like that. Is impossible. I like oh, that. Amen. So we can't even get to something unless we actually believe we can get to something. That's right. You have to believe it first. It all starts with the thought. Everything starts with a thought on the inside. Anything we do, even if we're going to drive in our car, we can't, like, go drive in our car and go get in the car without a thought of doing it. Like, <laughs> you have to conceptualize <laughs> in your mind if you think about that to do something. So it's the same way. But we, you know, I think sometimes we all do. We run because of fear or we feel like, okay, it's just too big and we just shut down. But we know that with God, all things are possible. And with him, in this new day, we can pick ourselves up and we can go forward just like that mongoose. I, I think that is so key. Um, you know, like you said, we, we go through so much. I know some couples more than others, you know, we, we've we heard or, or endured ourselves, you know, loss of jobs or uh, a loss of a loved one, or sickness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes on and on. These types of things are huge things, and right. these are things that can that can tear you down or, or you know tear couples apart. Um, I mean, you you do mediation, and I know you've heard several things uh, outside of just finances that you know can tear couples apart. Right, exactly. And and so you know, it's just like you just said. You know, we have to start believing that despite all that's happening and occurring in our marriages and our lives, that that's not the end of the story. And um, so I think that that is absolutely uh, a, a great point. Amen. Let's talk number three, what the mongoose can teach us. Mongooses are very intelligent animals that use wisdom to defeat its biggest rival, the cobra. Repeat that. They are very, very intelligent animals that use wisdom, wisdom. To, de- to defeat its biggest rival, the cobra. I'm going to kind of go into a little more detail about how they do that. What they do when they 
encounter a cobra or they actually go towards a cobra. And when you watch videos, you'll see them actually walk towards a cobra instead of away from it. <laughs> wow. Which, which is unbelievable in itself. But what they do is they, they fuzz up the hair on it, on, of its coat. So what winds up happening is they look twice as big as they really are because they, they fuzz up their hair. And this actually fools the cobra because the cobra, what he sees is, you know, he just wants to sink his fangs into what he perceives is meat. Okay? So if he sees just this mass of something coming towards him, he's going to try and, and bite it. But he's... Uh-huh. This is fooling him, though. And so often when he strikes at the mongoose, it causes the snake to only grab a mouthful of fur instead of the actual body of the mongoose. Hmm. So skills okay. and warfare and the art of war, huh? That's the mongoose strategy. <laughs> strategy. Amen. Absolutely. Okay, again, we've already talked about how we're well-equipped to succeed. Okay? So he, he's already got the ability to, to, uh, to fuck up his hair. And that, and that keeps him from getting bitten in many cases. Uh, also, they goad the snake, and goad is really to attempt the snake, if you will, um, to strike. And they keep their mouths open, knowing that they have an innate ability to react quickly, knowing that they have the ability to react quickly. And their agility will allow them to move out of the way of a strike and sink their sharp teeth into the back of the snake's head and then they spring back, okay? And again, this, if you watch the video, you will see exactly what we're talking about. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> so they actually, they want them to strike. They want the snake to strike at them so that they can quickly move out of the way and bite them on the back of the neck. And, you know, there's so many stories in the Bible about uh, wisdom, using wisdom to defeat uh, the enemy. Of course, Everyone is well aware of David and Goliath, 1 Samuel chapter 17. You know, if we were back there in that day, obviously, you know, when David decided to take on Goliath, if, you know, you didn't know any better. You were probably thinking to yourself, how in the world is he going to go up to this man and defeat him, you know, right. get into a wrestling match or, or a boxing match or whatever and try and beat this nine-foot giant? Okay. Well, he used wisdom. He knew that he couldn't get into a wrestling match with Goliath. So he used the gifts and talents that he had. And what he had was a slingshot and a rock. <laughs> so when he was running toward Goliath, you know, one might have thought, he's actually going to try and tackle, tackle him, or, yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, whatever toward Goliath, uh, you know, against Goliath. But he... Before he got to the rock, obviously, as you read the story, he uses a slingshot and pierces that rock through Goliath's forehead. And uh, there are other numerous other examples, even outside the Bible, of using wisdom in order to defeat an enemy. I mean, if you're into sports at all, if you recall in the early 90s, Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson was deemed unbeatable. The man was a maniac that could not be taken mm-hmm. um, past mm-hmm. the first or second round in most cases. But Holyfield had a game plan, and he used his jab very, very effectively. And so he would keep Mike Tyson at a distance, so he really couldn't get in there and get to Holyfield. And it frustrated him so much that, if you can recall, Mike Tyson wound up biting the ear 
of man the Holyfield. You know, of course he claimed the Holyfield was doing, you know, headbutts and things like that. But really when you look at the tape, uh those jabs were just frustrating the the mess out of Mike Tyson. The fact that he couldn't do what he's accustomed to doing. Um, George Frazier versus Muhammad Ali back in the 1970s. George Frazier was a massive boxer at that time that was absolutely destroying his competition. Destroyed, you know, um, I mean, just, it was George Foreman, excuse me, I think it said George Frazier. George Foreman. It was Foreman, yeah. Was that the throw of the Manila? Yeah, well, no, the throw of the Manila was between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Um, But George, they... Um, but they did have a fight in Africa between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad Ali was, again, used wisdom. He knew that he couldn't go toe-to-toe with this massive man who could punch like no other man has ever done before in the ring. Um, so what he did is he spent weeks and weeks getting on George Foreman's nerves and <laughs> getting him so upset and so angry before the fight that when the fight started, all he wanted to do was just go after Muhammad Ali and just, you know, punch him and try and kill the man. And and if you've seen the match or seen clips of the match, you know Ali took some punishment, but he stayed out of the way of a lot of the punches. And then against the ropes, toward the end, he was against the ropes. Mm-hmm. And George Foreman was hitting him, but he was getting tired. George Foreman was getting real tired. And then when he got to the point where he really couldn't punch anymore, Muhammad Ali hit him with some great shots, knocked him out, and won the title from George Foreman. Right. And I believe at that time that's for the third time. So, again, and there's one other situation I want to make sure you know about this. There is a video out there of a 160-pound man, that's 160, 160-pound man defeating a 600-pound man in an MMA fight. All you have to do is do a, a YouTube search on 160-pound man defeats 600-pound. And you will the, find it. What's MMA? Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. So the real fighting. Okay. Where you're, you know, it's not like David and Goliath where from a distance you're doing something. No, you're right up upon mm-hmm. close to the man in a ring. Wow. 160 pounds versus 600 pounds. And that, if you look at that, you will see everything that we're talking about tonight. He didn't go right at him trying wrestling. He used his quickness. And ultimately, the man got so tired that even when he got the 160-pound man on the on the canvas and was kind of laying on top of him, he was so tired he couldn't do anything. And the man, the 160-pound man, hit the 600-pound man several times in the face, and ultimately he tapped out. It was wow. over. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Hmm. But again, it just goes to show that you have the wisdom if you ask for it and, and seek it. You can have the wisdom that you need to overcome the most unbearable odds. So we must do as relates to our marriages. We must do as King Solomon did, and seek wisdom. You know, if we're going to overcome the odds of not being uh, one of the eighty-six percent of folks who are unhappy in their marriages right now, <clears throat> and, that's, and that's what's going to require us to think outside the box and operate differently than maybe we have had in the past, and, and ultimately use our strengths to succeed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, just like um, uh, Liam Nielsen in his movie Taken, Taken. <laughs> which we like. <laughs> he uses the phrase, and I love it, I have a special set of skills that's gonna, I'm going to use to kill you. You know, He was talking to the guy who had kidnapped his daughter. 
And so we are equipped with a special set of skills to be successful. And um, it's up to us to, to tap into what God has given us and the wisdom that he is, that is available to us to uh, get past any kind of hurdles that we might experience in our marriages. Christina? Yeah. Amen. So uh, mongooses exhibit great endurance and stick to their, stick to their the plans that they know is going to bring them success. So what happens with the mongoose and the cobra at the end of the duel, the cobra and the snake or the snake is so tired and beaten that they are not able to strike anymore, or if they do strike, it's with much less velocity than they had, kind of like what happened, I guess, with this, the 600-pound man and the 160-pound man. And when the, mongo- when the snake is weakened, basically, this is when the mongoose goes in for the kill. He goes in for the killing bite, bites him on the back of his head, and starts his dinner. Because, yes, the mongoose does eat the snake. Wow. For a while. That's probably good for, I don't know, if he got a family, oh, my goodness, 18-foot <laughs> king cobra, that's some good eating for weeks to come. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. So, that, that, that's, a, that's a buffet. That's a, one of all those yeah. exclusive buffets right there. Exactly, exactly. So, what we have to do is we have to stick to the plan God has given us to succeed. A couple of Bible examples of that are in, are in Exodus 17, verses 8 through 13. And I won't read it, but just summarize. This is when uh, the Israelites defeated the Amalekites. And they were able to do so um, by the, what God told them to do, which was for one Joshua on one side um, and Aaron on the other to hold up their hands, to hold up the hands of Moses specifically. Uh, and actually, I'm sorry, it was not Joshua. It was Aaron and her because Joshua was actually fighting. But as long as Moses' hands were up, they were winning and they were prevailing. And they did that all day long, and they overcame the Amalekites with the sword. And another example in the book of Joshua Verses 8, 1 through 30, the conquest of AI, you know, teaches us to don't quit doing what works until the task is completely finished. Completely finished. So we have to, you know, continue to stick to what God is telling us to do to succeed. And he's going to to give us a plan of success and not failure because he knows who we are and he knows what we are capable of. He knew us before we knew ourselves, as the Bible said. He formed us in the womb, so he knew us. We have to stick to those things. In Hebrews 10, 36, it says, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. So as it relates to our marriage, once we get a revelation and direction through godly counsel, through prayer, and meditation as to how we ought to operate going forward as a married couple or as a married person, we must resign ourselves to sticking with the plans that are set forth and not deviating to the plans. The stories of the tortoise and the hare and Pepe Le Pew come to mind. <laughs> if you remember Pepe Le Pew for all those uh, Looney Tunes, Merry Melody watchers some years ago. He walked so slow, it seemed, but he always caught up to the cat that was running. You know, the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise always beat the hare, even though the hare was faster, you know. It's, 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 
It tells us the race isn't given to the swift nor to the strong, but the one, again, who endures to the end. So if God has said that, that this is the way to go for right now in a particular season, then it's up to us to persevere, and eventually we will get the results that we seek if we do not faint, as our pastor says. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, we're hopeful that you all got something out of this this analogy tonight. I know it was a little bit unusual, but that's, you know, God uses you know, uses us in mysterious ways uh, to get his point across. And um, and we we hope that you will never look at a mongoose the same ever again, um, and that you will take the time to go out. If you have not seen a video of a fight of a mongoose versus a cobra, that you will do that. Um, you will be astounded. If you never thought that it could happen, it does. Uh, I would, and, and, again, remember that we are equipped to succeed. We've already been blessed as we are creating God's image to succeed in that fight. The mongoose is immune to snake films. So, you know, it's just one of those things that we just have to keep in mind whenever we're faced with things, especially within our marriages. And uh, I see the comment from uh, our guest there saying this is also, uh, this message tonight really is transferable across the board for marriages, businesses, correct yeah. friendships. Um, it goes on and on and on. I totally yeah. agree with you. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you see that and know that 2015 does not have to be the same as it was in 2014. So thank you so much for that comment uh, to our special guest. All right. Well, again, we're out of time, but we're not out of word. And remember that marriage is an investment, and its success is directly proportional to the time and work that you put into it. So we thank you all for taking the time to be a part of our show tonight, and I pray that this show has been a blessing to you as it has been a blessing to us to even put it together. So uh, let's close tonight's session with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise your holy name. First of all, for your word to be praised. We just thank you for just allowing us to be created in your image, that we are king's kids, that we don't have to operate and walk around with a defeatist attitude. For we know, Lord, that you have given us everything that we need to be successful in this life and and within our businesses and our homes, especially our marriages, Lord, that you have equipped us to succeed. So we pray that as we proceed here in 2015, that we will do all that it takes through wisdom, through your word, your Holy Spirit, to do all that's necessary to be successful in our marriages. And, and Lord, we just pray for each and every person that's within the sound of our voice that they will have a different approach to this year and, and beyond. And, and we just believe by faith that the best is still yet to come for, for us. And we thank you and praise you for being so good, even though we have not necessarily deserved all that you've done for us. And we pray these things right now in your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, again, thank you so much for chiming to our show. Um, as we said, continuously, your support uh, for our ministry, it means so much. Um, we also want to say thank you to those who are listening, again, to the archives, as we see that, that you are doing that. And it, it does as well, really, to know that people are chiming in uh, and listening to our shows every week. And um, we just continue to pray that, our message is a blessing to you and your families, and uh, we wish you well, Christina. And as always, if you have a question about 
anything we spoke about tonight or any topic concerning marriage, feel free to email us at sacredcovenantgroup at gmail.com. And always forward the information to other couples out there concerning the show uh, via our website, which is www.sacredcovenantgroup.com. So our next show, God willing, is planned for Saturday, February the 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So until next time, we wish you peace, prosperity, and most importantly, strong and committed marriages as we move forward in this journey together. Take care. God bless you all, and good night. Good night. You are carried out redemption plan. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.